Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Wednesday, February the 16th, 2022. Praise be to Jesus. China. Today we're going to be talking a lot about China, the Winter Olympics, what they don't want the world to see, understand, or know. Uh, China in Focus host Tiffany Meyer is going to be on our program again. It's been, I don't know, six months or so since the last time we had her on. And we're going to catch up on several stories coming out of China. Did you know? That uh, 100,000 test kits were given out during the Super Bowl. And guess, guess who gets uh, the profits from that? Billion-dollar profits go to the CCP leadership members who own the company, who produce those test kits. We're going to talk about that, fentanyl, the Winter Olympics, and so much more with Tiffany Meyer from China in Focus coming up at 35 past the hour. And uh, the CDC has come out with their latest report on unwed mothers bearing children. I wonder, do you know? Which states are the, have the highest rates of unwed mothers and which states have the lowest rates of unwed mothers? We'll cover that story coming up at 15 past, uh, plus some other stories coming out of YouTube about censorship, or more censorship on the horizon possibly, which is why today we are broadcasting live not only across the Guadalupe Radio Network, the Station of the Cross for, uh, Media Network, but also online live streams. And today we've added Rumble to our live stream lineup to help diversify because of censorship. So now you can find us over at rumble.com. Search for the Catholic Drive Time. I've also linked to it on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Hey, good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. Uh, could you guess, I wonder, or maybe I'll, I'll, a pop quiz in the uh, What's Concerning Us, which state do you think has the most unwed mothers? Most unwed mothers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Probably, hmm, I'm going to say Chicago, because it's awful there. (laughs) Because it's awful there. (laughs) Have you had pizza in Chicago? Pizza's pretty good there, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, No. My father was a deep dish fan. I am not. Oh, I am with your dad on this one. I'm not. It's a deep the dish. only appropriate pizza. Is deep dish. <laughs> have you been to Italy before? They have no idea what they're doing in Italy. No, I've no never clue. Been there. It's like cardboard with random things on top. It's just not pizza. What are your thoughts on pineapple on pizza? I love it. It's great, right? Yeah. So is barbecue sauce, by the way. <sighs> yeah, I'm glad we could yeah. agree. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Who doesn't like? Good morning to <laughs> pineapple you, pineapple on pizza. Adrian. <laughs> howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Uh, opinions of pineapple on pizza, despite the fact that both of you guys have no idea how to eat pizza, <laughs> it is still good to be here. Uh, and t- only, tell us, good sir, what is the, the appropriate way? The only thing that belongs on a pizza mm-hmm. is pepperoni. Okay, I'm with you. And assorted meats. And it's like all uh, us, all meats. meats that's awesome. That's an op- opportunity right there. Uh, a meatzilla pizza, <laughs> one might call it, or a a uh, uh, meat right. supreme. Yes. I don't know. There we can, is a, we, can, we can brainstorm. There's a great pizza joint out in Lafayette, Louisiana, called Dino's, and they have like the T Rex pizza, and it's huh. literally all every single meat you could think of is like on that. It's just Cece's pizza right now has a Batman pizza. <laughs> and it's literally just a pizza in the shape of a bat. Praise be to God. Well, now man, I'm though. hungry. Not now I got to go eat. And it's Wednesday and I don't eat meat does on Wednesdays. Does it have coronavirus so. on it? Hope not. 
Hey, uh, guess what? Putin is backing off with troops off the Ukraine border. Is it true? Is it not? I don't know. We'll probably cover some of that in the news. Trudeau is now uh, regulating cryptocurrency, freezing the bank accounts of truckers and protesters, and threatening to arrest tow truck drivers if they don't uh, tow off those trucks. So things are getting very interesting up in uh, Canada. I was going to say China. I'm not sure what the difference is, maybe. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we talked about the uh, the COVID test. A lot of stories going to be covered in today's program. So please do us a favor and share us with a friend. But we're going to dive in. We have breaking news and stories, saint of the day, gospel of the day, and much more coming your way in this hour. Let's pray for the conversion of sinners and heretics around the world, for the greater glory of God, and for the salvation of all of us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. I'm Rudy Carlos. And now your headlines. Breitbart reports, Russia claims Ukraine standoff is over. Russia declared that several military units have completed scheduled drills along the border of Ukraine and will now return to their permanent bases. A Russian news agency quoted Russian Defense Ministry spokesman Major General Igor Konoshenko's claim that Russian troops were packing their gear and preparing to depart on Wednesday morning. However, observers from Ukraine, its Eastern European neighbors, and NATO were skeptical, noting that the latest satellite photos showed more more Russian troops and equipment moving toward the Ukrainian border and not pulling away from it. The overall Russian presence on the border has been estimated at roughly 130,000 troops. One American News reports Italy's constitutional court blocks right-to-die referendum. Italy's constitutional court turned down a request to hold a national referendum on the supposed right to die after proponents of the move collected over a million signatures in support. Italian right to die advocates seek to partially abrogate sanctions imposed on those who assist in the suicide of patients who have incurable diseases or suffer intolerable pain and have already had palliative care. In a statement, the constitutional court said that repealing punishments would not safeguard the minimum constitutional standards governing the protection of human life particularly for the weak and vulnerable. And the Blaze reports Ottawa's chief of police resigns after saying police are unable to shut down trucker protest. Peter Slowly, Ottawa's chief of police resigned yesterday as the government continues to struggle with the Freedom Convoy trucker protest against vaccine mandates. Since the start of the protest, over 1,700 tickets and 25 arrests have been made, as well as seizures of fuel and clamping down on encampments. Ottawa Police Services Board Chair Diane Deans defended slowly on Friday and claimed that the police were not given all the resources they requested to deal with the trucker protest. Slowly had previously hinted that police action would not be enough to quell the trucker demonstration. And Breitbart reports anti-BLM activist Quintez Brown charged with attempted murder of Louisville mayoral candidate. Quintez Brown is under arrest and charged with attempted murder after allegedly shooting at Louisville mayoral candidate Craig Greenberg. Brown, who was was active with the BLM Louisville chapter, allegedly entered Greenberg's uh, campaign headquarters and opened fire with a Glock 9mm handgun. He was apprehended 10 minutes after the attack, less than half a mile from the campaign headquarters. 
On July 2, 2019, Brown wrote a column in which he criticized Kentucky's constitutional carry law, suggesting it proves your life doesn't matter to gun-loving Republicans. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is St. Elias and Companions. During Maximus's persecution, a number of Christians were condemned for, to life in slavery in the copper mines of Roman Cilicia. Elias and his companions visited them to provide comfort. Upon their return to Egypt in 309, they were stopped at the gates of Caesarea in Palestine and questioned. Upon confessing the reason for their journey, they were arrested. The following day, they, along with Pamphilius, who had also been caught up in the persecutions, were brought before the provincial governor, Firmilian. Accused of being Christians, they were racked and interrogated. Elias and his friends identified themselves by their baptismal names and their country as Jerusalem, a reference to the Christians' heavenly Jerusalem. The city of Jerusalem had been sacked by Titus and later rebuilt by Aelia Capitoloni. Firmilian had, had them further tortured to discover the location of their true country. And at last, tired with tormenting them, they condemned them to be beheaded. When Porphyry, a servant of Pamphilius, demanded that the bodies be buried, he was tortured and then burned to death when it was found that he was a Christian. St. Silesius witnessed his death and was overheard applauding Porphyrius' Porphyrius's constancy in the face of this terrible death, whereupon he was arrested by the soldiers involved in the execution, brought before the governor, and beheaded by Firmilian's order. Wow, this guy beheaded a lot of people. The historian Eusebius was in Caesarea and gave a vivid account of their martyrdom by torture and beheading, and I won't suffer you that description now. They all died in 309 A.D. St. Elias and companions pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. When Jesus and his disciples arrived at Bethsaida, people brought to him a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. Putting spittle on his eyes, he laid his hands on the man and asked, Do you see anything? Looking up, the man replied, I see people looking like trees and walking. Then he laid hands on the man's eyes a second time, and he saw clearly. His sight was restored, and he could see everything distinctly. Then he sent him home and said, Do not even go into the village. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dionysius said that Jesus led him from the multitude to show that if a sinner figured by the blind man wishes to be converted from his evil ways, he must first leave all immediate occasions and inducements to sin. Close quote Dionysius. Uh, you know, this particular passage about, uh, see, like, why didn't the Lord like heal him instantly? Why did the Lord take him out of the village? Why did the Lord tell him not to go back into the village? I mean, I wonder if you've asked yourself these questions when you've pondered and read this particular passage. Allegorically, St. Bede said, Jesus heals the blind man to announce the mystery of redemption. As God incarnate, Jesus heals man 
through the sacrament of his human nature. He signified by his hands and spittle. The grace cures our spiritual blindness gradually. And as with the blind man, progress is measured in proportion to our faith. So why walk away then? Hadock's commentary says, It may be asked why our Lord led the man from the multitude before he cured him. It may be answered that he did it not to seem to perform his prodigies through vain glory, and thence to teach us to shun the empty praises of men. Secondly, to facilitate reconciliation and to give himself to prayer before he cured the blind man. And lastly, he went out of the city because the inhabitants of Bethsaida had already rendered themselves unworthy of the miracles of Christ. For among them our Savior had wrought many miracles, yet they would not believe. Okay, so then why not cure instantly? Hadock's commentary answers this. Perhaps Christ restored sight in this manner to the man by degrees to make him more sensible of the benefit or to teach us how difficult is a sinner's conversion, of which this was a figure. Hey and amen, I tell you what, I can, I can speak for myself, I can't speak for you, but how many times have I gone to confession confessing the very same sins? Don't I wish... That it was just like once, like one and done, and I was perfect thereafter, you know, levitating, biolocating, and all the rest. I wish it was the case, but I'm too much of a knucklehead, I suppose, so I give God uh, glory for giving me the, a- the access to the sacraments I need just to try to survive on a daily basis. Hadock's commentary goes on to say, Our Savior made use of exterior signs in the performance of his miracles— to command attention, and to signify the inward effects of the favors grants, the favors that were granted. These, the Catholic Church, after the example of her founder and model, also uses in the celebration of her sacraments and for the same purposes. So in many ways, this particular passage today is really, we we should see ourselves in the journey going from sinner to saint. And the difficulty and the arduous nature and the, and the tough decisions that have to be made. Once we've encountered Christ, once we have been baptized, we enter into the body of Christ. Once we've received that grace, we must cut off the life of sin that we previously knew. We must strive towards greater holiness, which is often very difficult for us because of our disordered passions. We are giving ourselves over. We're talking about pizza earlier. I tell you what, I would crush a large pizza right now if it were in front of me because of how difficult it is for me to say no to food. I love food. It's amazing. And I I get so much uh, entertainment out of food. But is that the best for my body? Is it the best for me? My intellect must control those disordered passions. And when it doesn't, we fall and fall and fall again. I believe that's at the heart of this passage today. Through the grace and the sacraments, we must strive for greater holiness. Let us have fortitude and perseverance. Yay and amen. Hey, we'll be right back. What's concerning us is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Catholic Drive Time. I'll be right back. A popular objection to Jesus' resurrection is that it's merely a ripoff of pagan myths about resurrected deities. Should this be a cause of alarm? I don't think so, for a couple of reasons. First, Christians couldn't have copied from pagan myths because the idea of resurrection as a new embodied life after death was foreign to the pagan worldview. Recall how the Athenians scoffed at Paul's preaching on the resurrection in Acts 17. 
Second, the majority of the alleged parallels are bogus. The deities never really rise from the dead. The spirit of the Greek god Attis entered into a pine tree after his death, and the Egyptian god Osiris merely reigned as king of the underworld. So to my Christian friends, no need to fret. Our belief in Jesus' resurrection didn't come from pagan myths. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Hello, how would you like a chance to win a Mercedes-Benz? What's up with the accent, Dave? Oh, hey, Cecil. Just putting on a posh accent, because this year with the GRN, we're raffling off a pretty... Oh, you mean the 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250? That's right. And that all listeners need to do to get their tickets is to contact their general manager or visit grnonline.com forward slash raffle, and that all the funds raised go to the GRN. Tickets are only one for $25 or five for 100 Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I took over your spot again, didn't I? Well, it was probably for the best. Cheerio! Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. Praise be to God. It's good to be on with you. Uh, Canadian bacon. How do you think about that on pizza? I wonder. Maybe we'll talk about that in the after show today. We'll see. Hey, listen, coming up at 35 past the hour, Tiffany Meyer, host of China in Focus, is going to be our guest. We're going to be talking about the Winter Olympics, the uh, the issue over COVID testing kits. Uh, who gets paid on that deal? Who's making out like a fat cat? And fentanyl and the, the, the internment camps, all of that coming up at 35 past the hour with Tiffany Meyer from China in focus. But there are, as I say, a few stories in the news that are of great concern to me and I'm sure to you as well. Here's a headline. Uh, CDC uh, comes out with their latest report on unwed mothers, women who are having babies that are not married. And I wonder, uh, maybe we can go through this and see what the numbers are. They are on the rise, by the way, according to this report that I'm reading out of cnsnews.com. Here's the headline. It says 40.5% of U.S. babies born in 2020 had unmarried mothers. They were unmarried moms having these babies. 42% of those were also on Medicaid. So, again, the the percentage of all births to unmarried women was 40.5% in 2020. And it's a rise. It's rising right now, unfortunately. It's a pretty tragic story. The CDC uh, also reported that among 50 states, according to the report's supplemental table, which state is the worst offender, has the most amount of unwed married moms? And you said, Rudy, you said Chicago in the beginning of the show. Uh, So you meant to say the state is Illinois then. (laughs) Is it Illinois or Illinois? Illinois. It's Illinois, right? Yeah. Why do people say Illinois? I don't know. Is the S silent? Uh, That's what I want to know. Some people say Missouri as well, but I'm pretty sure it's Missouri. Yeah. Man, that's a a different rant. We should save that for a different day. Speaking of pizza, I'll take a slice of humble pie. I meant to say, what's the state? Illinois. (laughs) Illinois. I meant to say Illinois. So here's the question. (laughs) Which state has the highest number of unwed married moms? Okay, you ready? I don't have a drum roll. I wish I had a drum roll. But the answer is Mississippi. Mississippi has the highest percentage of babies born to unmarried moms, followed by Louisiana, New Mexico, Nevada, Alabama, Delaware, Florida, Arkansas, not Arkansas, by the way. I think they call themselves Arkansans, but the state is pronounced Arkansas. West Virginia, South Carolina, worst offenders, the most amount of unmarried moms, unfortunately. 
Uh, okay, how about the states with the least amount? Like, so the, the other end of that spectrum. This would be better numbers. They're still not great, by the way. They're still, like, in the upper 20 percentiles. And so, I know, I think the best one is down into sub-20%. So, what state do you think has the least amount of unwed moms? Easy. It's okay. got to be either Los Angeles or New York, because nobody's like having children. Los Angeles, California? Yeah. Like, where you come from. Yeah. Why no, would you say that? Nobody is having children over there. Oh, I see. So they're just not having kids. Yeah. Let alone so being not married. So they're not Now, st- sacramentally, according to the CARA data held on Georgetown's website, um, you know, people aren't getting sacramentally married. They're just cohabitating. Yeah, you know that's very common. So very common. Uh, so that also counts towards unmarried moms having children. Um, okay, so the states with the best record on this, according to this article over at cnsnews.com, Utah had the lowest percentage of babies born in 2022 unmarried moms. I'm not surprised. Huh. I'm not surprised by that. Um, Utah coming in at 19.3 percent, followed by Colorado, uh, Idaho, Washington. New Hampshire, which I lived in for 10 years, became Catholic there. Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, yeah. Uh, North Dakota. Massachusetts, where my wife is from. Nebraska, New Jersey, and Montana. I'm going to have to be honest with you here. The surprisers for me on this list are Massachusetts and New Jersey. <laughs> I, can't, I, I am blown away that they're even on the lowest end of the, of the spectrum there. But notice who's not either at the top or at the bottom, but squarely average, Texas. You got uh, Texas, California, New York, Chicago, which uh, Illinois, so that was your choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan, I'm very surprised at those states. Uh, Maryland, I'm surprised those states aren't either on one end of the spectrum or the other. I, I would have said on the high end, but okay. So there you go. It's an, it's an unfortunate circumstance and an unfortunate statistic. And I think the only real solution to the problem is in evangelization, you know, uh, encountering uh, people in our society and bringing them to a closer relationship with our Lord would help dramatically change the situation of unwed moms trying to raise their kids. So let's pray for a conversion of many hearts and a restoration of evangelization as the mission of the church. All right, here's some stories that I think are of great importance here. The YouTube CEO, get this, Rudy, YouTube CEO urges governments to outlaw harmful speech. I mean, this is great for YouTube, I would say. (laughs) They're doing such a stellar job of uh, trying to censor voices. I mean, we've personally experienced their wrath uh, several times here over the last year, having received many strikes for having conversations they do not approve of. But YouTube CEO urges governments to outlaw harmful speech. Uh, here's the little statement here. YouTube CEO has acknowledged that the platform's policy of censoring legal content that it deems to be harmful, that it deems to be harmful, is controversial and urged governments to step in and pass stronger speech laws. You know who else was advocating for this? Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg from, uh, from Meta, formerly known as Facebook. He also wanted big government to establish the censorship rules so that they could not be blamed for anything. I mean, having had to uh, appear before the Senate so many times and give an account for why he cooperates with YouTube and and Twitter and all these other platforms to uh, coordinate their censorship efforts, uh, it would be nice if government just said, hey, 
Stop, stop allowing certain people to have a voice on your platform. Uh, the article goes on to say she made terrifying this. This is CEO of, uh, of YouTube. She made terrifying comments about censorship during an interview with Tide TV in Hamburg. So where does YouTube stand on policy meant to censor legal content with so-called harmful rating? Well, sh uh, she explained how she urges governments to pass laws that platform can easily enforce. Quote, we work around the globe, and you're right. Certainly there are many different laws in many different jurisdictions, and we enforce laws of the various jurisdictions around speech on what's considered safe or not safe. Close quote, she said. Going on to say, quote, what has been controversial part is when there is no content, when there is content that would be deemed as harmful but yet is not illegal. An example of that, for uh, she says, would be COVID. I'm not aware of there being laws by governments saying around COVID in terms of not being able to debate the efficacy of masks or where the virus came from or the right treatment or proposal. But yet there was a lot of pressure and concern about the about us distributing misinformation that went against what was the standard and accepted medical knowledge. And so this category of harmful but legal has been, I think, where most of the discussion has been, close quote. Now, here's the interesting part about that. You know, how many, we're not allowed to have conversations about the origin of, of COVID or, or the efficacy of vaccines or masks. I mean, even your medical doctor is limited in what they can say because their bosses tell them what they can and cannot do too. So it's a major concern that free people can't have free conversation, I would argue. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of hateful speech on YouTube that I don't participate in. I don't watch it. I don't listen to it. And when I encounter it, I walk away. I'm a big boy. I can manage the process on my own. But YouTube believes that they need to be regulated by everybody. Well, here's another story related to YouTube. This, is, this one's out of Breitbart. The headline goes, YouTube searches on genocide games are filled with Chinese propaganda. Well, what does this mean? Well, let's go into it. Wired reports that fans who attempted to watch the Beijing Winter Olympics on Google-owned YouTube, are being shown Chinese propaganda videos. According to an analysis of YouTube search results by Wired, users who searched for Beijing or Beijing 2022 or Olympics or Olympics 2022 are being shown pro-China propaganda videos within the first few results. Not new. This has been around for a while. I have to tell you, uh, this has always been a problem, especially when it comes to news. YouTube's algorithm only shows you like the mainstream ABC News, CNN. They, they throw Fox in there for you. So there's, the, there's that, I guess. But ultimately, they're only showing you the, the, the major outlets. They try to control what you can and cannot see when it comes to news. And now they're actively promoting pro-China propaganda videos to people searching for China Olympic content. Well, why is that, YouTube? Are you in a partnership with the, uh, the country of China, similar to, like, say, what Disney does and many of the big movie outlets. When they go into the China market, they take whatever China tells them to do and they do it. 
The, oh, cut out this? No problem. Don't show that? Got it. No problem. We'll do that for you. Absolutely. Anything you say, yes, sir, two bags full. And they do it so they can get access to the giant market. Well, in the YouTube world, what you have is influencers who are actively cooperating with the CCP government. They're getting money as a result and, and other benefits, I'm sure, to, uh, to promote China in a good way on their platforms. So there seems to be some sort of relationship here between China, the company, uh, China, the country, and YouTube, the company who's manipulating algorithms and search results to make sure a certain message gets communicated. And then, of course, YouTube works very closely with their big influencers. At the YouTube Corporation, they actually assign customer service reps to the bigger channels. The people with the largest audiences have a person that they can call. They can pick up the phone and say, hey, hey, Billy, what I need is X, Y, and Z. And Billy's job is to make sure that happens. So Billy at YouTube helps to connect big influencers with others, connect sponsors with these influencers, because it's a, it's a machine, right? And they're trying to keep that machine cranking. So we're seeing active participation here between YouTube and China and, and other actors. And take that into consideration as the YouTube CEO is herself advocating for a locked in, uh, written in stone censorship laws that give her the ability to censor us or you on whatever you talk about on that platform, uh, even though it might be totally legal. You might be talking about stuff that's absolutely legal, and still she wants to shut that down. And she just wants to have to say, well, look, listen, it's not us. It's the law. It's, it's the regulation. You know, don't blame us. Don't come after us. I mean, we have immunity from lawsuit, and these are just we're just following the rules. That's all it is. So it's a very concerning story to me. Uh, for sure, that we're going to uh, continue to see this, which is part of the reason why today, for the first time in Catholic Drive Time history, in the history of the Guadalupe Radio Network, too, uh, we are broadcasting and streaming live on Rumble today. So right now, because of the censorship we have faced uh, on, this, on this show alone, we are, we are streaming live. We're not only broadcasting to 52 radio stations, praise be to God, you know, Massachusetts, New York, Ohio, Virginia, Maryland, D.C., Alabama, Florida, Texas, New Mexico, Kansas, and beyond. We're on all, all these radio stations, all of which I map on our website. We're also on Facebook, YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Odyssey. We're on LinkedIn. And now we're on Rumble as well. All of those links, you can find all of that on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Make sure to be on our email list because, you know, when they censor you, you got to have a way of communicating. And we do that through our email and our text blast list for our CDT insiders. Find it online, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. We'll be right back. Between now and February 21st, the GRN is raffling off a 2022 GLA 250 in Midnight Black. And this sweet beauty of a car can be all yours by going to grnonline.com and purchasing five tickets for $100 or $25 for one. All proceeds support Catholic Radio on the GRN. Now that's a deal that's all right, all right, all right. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the expression, free love? Do you know what it means? It means false love. True love does not want to be free. 
It wants to bind itself. It wants to give everything and forever. It wants to make a vow, a promise that it will keep. G.K. Chesterton says the man who makes a vow makes an appointment with himself at some distant time or place. The question is, will he keep the vow? That's the adventure. The perils and the punishment must be real. If I bet, I must be made to pay, or there's no poetry in betting. If I challenge, I must be made to fight, or there's no poetry in challenging. And if I vow to be faithful, I must be cursed when I'm unfaithful, or there's no fun in vowing. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and now more headlines. Sky News reports Novak Djokovic prepared to miss Wimbledon and French Open if he is forced to have COVID vaccine. The tennis all-star is prepared to miss tournaments in order to maintain control of what goes into his body. He plans to miss the next two Grand Slam tournaments where he is reigning champion and says, it's the price that I'm willing to pay. Djokovic missed last month's Australian Open because he is not vaccinated against COVID-19. He says, the principles of decision-making on my body are more important than any title or anything else. I'm trying to be in tune with my body as much as I possibly can. Reuters reports Remington Arms to pay $73 million to nine Sandy Hook families. Remington Arms will pay $73 million to the families of some children killed in the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre, marking the first time a gunmaker has agreed to a major settlement over a mass shooting in the United States. The nine families sued in 2014 and spent years in courts trying to hold Remington liable despite a U.S. law that protects gunmakers and dealers from most civil litigation and two bankruptcy filings by Remington Arms. And the Epic Times reports technology executive Clinton campaign lawyer respond to Durham's latest filing. I suggest you check that one out. It's kind of long. One American News reports Branson's Virgin Galactic reopens ticket sales for spaceflight and their shares soar. Billionaire Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic Holdings Incorporated said it's reopening ticket sales for upcoming space travel to the general public later this year, driving its shares more than 10% higher in pre-market trading. Shares of Virgin Galactic have fallen 66% since October when the company delayed its commercial space travel service to the fourth quarter of 2022. The tickets are priced at $450,000 each, including an initial deposit of $150,000. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Uh, Before I forget, do not forget to get your car raffle tickets when you can, because that opportunity is running out super fast. We're giving away a brand new Mercedes. It's a 2022 GLA 250 in night black, and we're going to draw the winner out in just over a week or so. Uh, So your opportunity is fading fast, but all proceeds go to support our Catholic Radio Apostolate. Go to grnonline.com for the details. Just scroll down till you see the the Mercedes there, grnonline.com forward slash CDT for that. Joining us right now uh, online is uh, Tiffany Meyer. She's the host of China in Focus on NTD, and you can find her also on the Epic Times TV platform, which I have a subscription to. I absolutely love it. It's so such great content there. And uh, Tiffany is really doing a wonderful job on her program, China in Focus, to keep an eye on an actual news. What's going on in China? What should we know? What should we understand? I watch it all the time because it, it really helps me to better understand, wrap my head around what's going on over there. So uh, good morning to you, Tiffany Meyer. Thank you for your time. Good morning. Great to be here. Praise be to God. Um, 
right now we're seeing a lot of information come out of China about the Winter Olympics, obviously. But I found that it was very interesting when you, in your coverage of this particular topic, since many Americans really aren't watching the Winter Olympics, uh, there's, there's some things going down over there that are a very uh, peculiarity. For instance, there's a lot of non-Chinese uh, athletes competing for China, but they're born in America. Tell me about that. Right. So I guess the most famous example right now is Eileen Gu, right? The freestyle skier from California, born and raised, but her mother is Chinese. And so she is competing for Team China. And um, after winning the gold, she kind of broke the internet in China because they're like so excited. I think the main thing with her, though, is um, like at first glance, she looks very Western. And so the Chinese Communist Party really likes using foreigners to kind of spread their you know, narrative. Mm. And so we can see that she's really been doing that. So she's only 18, but she's already had quite a big influence like online. She's been talking about Peng Shui, the tennis star who's also been in the news a lot. She basically disappeared after she accused a former Communist Party official of sexually assaulting her. And then, you know, the whole Me Too movement really got behind her. But then her post was scrubbed quite soon after she posted it. And then, you know, she had these interviews with the IOC, the International Olympic Committee saying, oh, you know, it's a misunderstanding. I didn't mean that. And then so Feng Shui was actually there to watch Eileen Gu win gold. And so Eileen Gu has been commenting on it being like, no, no, she's great. You know, I just saw her. She looks really happy. Hmm. And then she's also been commenting on like the internet censorship. It's kind of funny because someone commented on Eileen Gu's Instagram being like, how come you can use Instagram when basically everyone in China can't since Instagram and Facebook are banned, right? And so then Eileen Gu was like, well, you know, it's like <laughs> literally free to download a VPN. <laughs> Anyone can use it. And so some are saying she's having her like Mary Antoinette moment. Where oh, wow. Mary Antoinette was like, yeah, let them eat cake. And right. so... It's just kind of interesting that she's been doing that. And so there's a, also the other one, uh, Zhu Yi, who mm. gave up her American citizenship to compete for China. But she didn't have such a good time. She fell twice in her like debut. And so yeah. the Chinese internet has like gone after her and was just like talking about how she fell and everything. And they're just really mean comments. And so Eileen Gu again commented on that, being like, no, no, 90% of the comments I saw were all really positive, which is kind of interesting. Like, how would she know 90%? Anyway, so right. <laughs> those are just some things. So it's like, and she has yeah, a financial, really doesn't she have a financial benefit from her relationship for competing for China? Right. So previously, she's already had some sponsors, but they were all related to her sport. Whereas now a lot of luxury brands are backing her. So like Tiffany's, Louis Vuitton, Cadillac. And like in China, there's also like Luckin Coffee, which already sold out of their like Eileen Gu endorsed drink. <laughs> and oh, so wow. she's already raking in a lot of money. No and kidding. then some are already saying she's expected to like break the amount they're expected to win. But then also it's like kind of tricky because like under um, like, you know, Chinese law, you can't be a dual, you can't have dual nationality to come. American to law China. too. Right. But like, especially in China. And so, but Eileen Gu has, you know, always been avoiding the question about her citizenship. So mm. a lot of people have been saying she's been through the process of getting the Chinese side, but 
it's like, has she really given up the U.S. side? And that's where it's like really confusing. Several different reports are saying different things. It's just really hard to tell. But the fact that she's not admitting it is also kind of questionable. And so some are thinking that China's given some of these athletes an exception just to try and boost their own team, basically. There was but the hockey also, player too, right? I mean, he right. he was caught in an uh, in a presser saying, "I shouldn't talk about my citizenship status." Right. Yeah. So then the hockey team also has a lot of Americans and Canadians competing for Team China, and it seems, I mean, like China doesn't have that much. I mean, as you see in the Olympics, it's all like artificial snow for the most part. So it seems <laughs> they're sourcing most of their winter sports athletes from elsewhere. But it's also tricky because under Chinese law, you would have to have. Competed in the previous seasons for China, but these hockey players, especially, haven't. They've been training in Russia, especially with the whole pandemic. So it's like there's a lot of rule breaking happening in this Olympics for China to like really win.、Mm. Um, but I think that goes back to China's whole goal, right? They really want to win every medal. We saw that in 2008, where they really who knows what was happening there, but <laughs> they're winning a lot of medals, and、um, a lot of experts are saying that's. You know their whole goal of trying to be number one in the world, not just in the Olympics, because they think that will boost their legitimacy on the world stage, but、mm. then also just in everything, just being number one at whatever cost. <laughs> We've also seen reports of、uh, reporters, journalists, people covering the Winter Olympics being stuck in their hotels, not allowed out. They've got a zero COVID policy. Tell us about that story. Right. So we have seen. So China's whole take, as you mentioned, zero COVID. It's any time a case pops up, mass testing, lockdowns, all that fun stuff. And so everyone at the Olympics, even in the Olympic Village, has to be tested daily. But there's been、wow. a lot of like kind of discrepancy. So it's like there was a journalist who tested positive, immediately taken off to isolation in an ambulance. Like made the headlines because he was in a whole like hazmat suit and everything.、Um, and then you know just waiting for the next test result, which then was negative. So then he could come back. But he still had to self isolate for about like eight days. And he was just really looking forward to that, like instant cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah.、Um, but、imagine. yeah, so it's like a lot of athletes too.、Um, interestingly enough, I think right around the beginning of the Olympics, about two hundred Olympic athletes and personnel, all from out of China, tested positive and so had to self isolate. It was really hard on the athletes because it's like some of them aren't even confirmed. They're just like they spent about fifteen minutes. Close to someone who was supposedly infected, and so they also had to isolate. And so several athletes already gave up and were just like, "I can't train this way. There's、mm. no way I'm gonna win."、Um, so some are suggesting, like, who knows if those tests are even real, and it could just be used as leverage to again help China really win and like have an edge because it's also. Like、there's this term called micro impediments, where it's like ways of hindering an athlete, because it's like in the Olympics, especially like every second counts. So it's like maybe making sure they don't have a good night's sleep, making sure their hotel is like、wow. farther away from the track, right? And That's rough. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's hard because like these athletes are just trying to like really compete for their country, but they're、mm. put in this situation where we have this. Diplomatic boycott happening from several countries, right? But athletes are still going, and they're put in this position where, you know, who knows what's really happening to them?、Mm. Some advocacy groups, human rights advocacy groups, are really raising the issue because before the Tokyo Olympics just last year, they kind of changed the Olympic rules to added Charter Fifty to kind of protect 
athletes from if they wanted to speak out. So oh, there wow. was the whole movement, right? Like Black Lives Matter. So it's like if they wanted to take a knee, usually you can't do that because that's seen as political. Right. And so even for Tokyo, they hold did that, that thought, before. Tiffany. Sorry to interrupt, but we have to go to a quick break. We're going to come right back. Tiffany Myers, our guest, host of China in Focus. You can find her on Epic TV platform or on NTD on YouTube. We'll be right back. More coming up next. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Our family has spanned the centuries and the globe. With God's grace, we started hospitals to care for the sick. We established orphanages and helped the poor. We are the largest charitable organization on the planet, bringing comfort to those in need. We educate more children than any other institution. We developed the scientific method and founded the college system. We defend the dignity of human life and uphold marriage. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are transformed by sacred scripture and sacred tradition, which have guided us for 2,000 years. We are the Catholic Church, with over one billion in our family sharing in the sacraments and fullness of the Christian faith. Jesus started our church when he said to Peter, the first pope, "You are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church." So, if you've been away from the Catholic Church, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. We are Catholic. Welcome home. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. I'm enjoying seeing the the comments, the hanging out in the、uh, the chats on our various live video feeds today. So praise be to God for that. Tiffany Meyer is our guest, host of China in Focus, which you can find on NTD or on the Epic Times TV platform, which I have a sus- subscription to. I enjoy quite a bit. Welcome back to the show, Tiffany Meyer. I want to ask you about the、uh, one more question related to the Olympics in particular. I guess two. One one would be the the COVID testing protocol,、uh, the tests. Kits themselves. I think there was a there's a bit of an issue there with there's certain people making a billion dollars in profits off that. We just gave out a hundred thousand of those same test kits at our Super Bowl last weekend.、Uh, why are we putting so much money into the pockets of、uh, these powerful people? Number one, number two is I understand that only miles away from the Winter Olympics was one of these internment camps, and and we wondered how much、uh, of the media is blacking all that that information out. What say you, Tiffany Meyer? Uh, right. So these testing kits, as you mentioned, the Super Bowl. I think one of the pre games you have to get one of those rapid tests. And so iHealth iHealth Labs, which provided them, is based in California, but the two co-owners of that are in China. And so basically, all of these kits come from China. They say made in China, and so that's kind of caused a problem because it's like. The government has bought so many of these, like not just the White House, but also a lot of state governments. And then we see them, you know, in the Super Bowl and stuff. And then, and the flip side in China, right? So there was this basically off the record conversation that's been caught and been like going, making the rounds on social media. That's like caused quite a stir because basically、mm. it was saying it was someone who's basically in China's Harvard, and he is supposedly the voice, and he was saying that. 
behind all of this mass testing, which is supposedly, you know, to achieve China's zero COVID policy is actually, you know, money because <laughs> all of whoever owns these companies making a lot of money. And so he was saying that even just one single company that provides these has earned 100 billion US dollars. So that's about 670 billion yuan, the Chinese wow. currency. Um, just from mass testing alone, never mind like hospitalizations, all of those things. Yeah. And because of that, basically, it's all the high level officials are behind all of these things is his whole take. And so the other voice in the recording was saying that health problems have now become political problems. And so that's just a whole thing, too, because it's like, China's whole crackdown is really trying to boost its image because they're like, if we can get rid of COVID with like COVID zero, right, then it's like we can prove to the world it works. Um, it does not seem to be going too well for them right now. But um, yeah, and then on the flip side too, like squashing narratives. So as you mentioned, the Olympics, it was about like 10, 20 miles away just from the stadiums mm. was one of these internment camps. And they really have been cracking down on people of faith before the Olympics. So even just here in New York, there's an architect. His mother is still in China. Mm. And before both games, uh, 2008 and now 2022, his mother was arrested and jailed just because she is um, adherent of the spiritual discipline Falun Gong. Mm. which their principles are truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance, which the regime does not like because they don't like anyone of faith. And so they've really been rounding up not just these Falun Gong practitioners, but also anyone of faith, so house Christians and also the Uyghur Muslims. And their fear, the Chinese communist regime's fear, is that these people might stage a protest right at these games, which is kind of tricky to understand how since the audience, the spectators are selected by the party. Everyone from foreign countries is in this Olympic bubble and can't access the general public. But anyway, there's that fear happening. And so it's really reached all areas too. Recently too, there was a Christian who was fined 30,000 US dollars for selling Christian books. Oh wow! His, uh, he appealed um, and then the court rejected it, I think just two weeks ago. Um, and then they also raided his bookshop and destroyed about over 10,000 Bibles there. Wow. Oh, and no. only because these Bibles were made in Taiwan and the U.S., which means they weren't approved by the Communist Party. And so <laughs> in China, Bibles have to be approved. So do wow. the priests, basically. Um, yeah, it's just kind of crazy <laughs> how it happens there. It's interesting. Uh, so what exactly is meant when you say that there's a there's they're rounding people up in internment camps and they're and then people often use the term that there's happen there a genocide happening because that invokes the imagery of like the uh, a holocaust and concentration camps and just a mass executions um, but what exactly is happening like what do we mean when we use these terms well so it is basically full-on persecution they are jailing these people beating them there's cases where they really do end up dying in these camps. But the tricky thing is, again, numbers. There's like no transparency. So it's just really hard to get any info. Basically, it's like if someone knew someone who then just never appears again, it's just really hard to prove. And then there's also a lot of claims of, say, forced organ harvesting, right? Okay. So 
Um, again, going back to say adherence of Falun Gong, it's like they really work on their health. And so actually back in the day, it was really popular in China to the point that the Chinese regime was even promoting it because, you know, everyone was getting healthy, really benefiting society. But then I think about 100 million were practicing and that was more than the amount of people in the party. And <laughs> so for the party, that's everything is political. So they suddenly had that massive uh, crackdown and just overnight, all the media, everything was saying, you can't do this, terrible, blah, blah, blah. And so they really started jailing them and beating them and like, yeah, really torturing them or killing them. And some of them were used in this uh, forced organ harvesting because it's seen that their organs are healthier than, say, maybe someone who's a drug addict who's also jailed. Um, and so it's but it's just really hard to prove these numbers. Right. So there, how they really figured this out was a lot of doctors would call in pretending to be patients <laughs> and just asking like, oh, I heard this, like the Falun Gong ones are healthy. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we have a bunch. <laughs> um, and then there was another doctor who because um, a lot of doctors go to different places to practice and train, right? So one of them was invited to China to do heart transplants. And heart transplants are really hard to do because <laughs> the odds of, you know, finding the right one and then matching and all of that. But um, yeah, he was just invited down to do two, like in a day. And he was just like, wow, like someone's going to die because you don't, you, th those aren't things you can get on demand. I think in America, the top of the list for just like most regular transplants takes um, quite a long time, but in China mm. it's just two weeks. And so all of these things are kind of raising concerns. Obviously there's different levels. Some like this uh, guy in New York, his mom was arrested, but then released, right? So ahead nice of both Olympics. So some are just arrested. Some are really like tortured basically. Some are killed. Um, and then with the Uyghur genocide, right in Xinjiang, with them, they're put into what China calls vocational training centers. So again, it goes back to culture and faith. They have different ideas than the Chinese Communist Party, which is seen as taboo. So they get put into these centers and basically brainwashed and like taught how to think correctly. Um, and so there's a whole lot of that. So I think the BBC did a whole report that said over a million of them were in that as of several years ago. And so the issue with all the laws, though, is like, has anything really changed for these people? But it does seem like some things are happening, right? There's a new law in the U.S. that bans imports from Xinjiang using forced labor. Um, but again, it's just really hard to get anything concrete because of the lack of transparency. Tiffany, I have a question. Um, I, you know, this is another aspect of the uh, authoritarian control that China has. But I'm wondering if you could elaborate on stories that come out of people being barricaded in their home and prevented from coming out. I mean, I remember at the beginning of COVID watching videos of like, you know, the doors being welded. How true are these things, you know, coming coming from the perspective that a lot of the media is controlled? Like, how do these these stories escape China? Got about two minutes. Right. So part of that is um, the officials or volunteers who help seal these post the videos to try and prove like how well the district and county is doing mm -hmm. um, and then <laughs> does not quite have the effect they hope because then it makes the rounds on social media by getting out kind of on, say, Weibo, like China's Twitter like version platform. 
And so, so this, yeah, the locking down goes back to China's zero COVID policy, where they really try and stamp out any cases of the virus and to extreme measures where they, yeah, like you mentioned, seal the door shut and everything. There was also a case where someone was self-isolating, like in quarantine somewhere else, and then healthcare workers went to their home and uh, killed their pet corgi on camera. I was like, Oof. not really on camera, it was off camera, it was a security camera on the home, but it's like, they'll just go after pets as well, just in case they test positive. The pets aren't even confirmed. Sometimes the owners aren't even confirmed. So it's just really trying to stamp out any idea of the virus. Um, to kind of extreme measures, we have people basically trading iPhones for a little bag of rice because they've run out of food, uh, just caught on camera or wow. like, little posts on social media that can get out in China. Um, and it's just kind of really sad to see these people just trying to live their lives, but unable to. Wow. Well, we're getting down to the wire here. We're about to run out of time with Tiffany Meyer. She is the host of China in Focus, which you can find in TD on YouTube or look for it on Epic Times TV platform. Uh, there's uh, all these other stories. We're going to have to have you back. But uh, China collecting our data, DNA, uh, fentanyl pushing into America coming from China. All of those stories are of, of great concern. But uh, Tiffany, we're grateful for you and your time today. Thank you for being on with us. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. All right. Praise be to God. God bless you. Have a great day. That is going to do it for hour number one. Before I go, I want to make sure I mention to you that we are running out of time on our car raffle. So you got to get your tickets in as fast as possible because I think it's just over a week from now. So it's a GLA 250 Night Black. And uh, we're going to give this away in just about a week from now. You can find all the details for this car raffle on our website at grnonline.com. Uh, just scroll down until you see the uh, the Mercedes there. Click on that. You can find the, the rules, the regulations. You can purchase your tickets, all of that, grnonline.com. And uh, thank you for being on our program today and hanging out with us. Praise be to God. We're always grateful to have you. Tomorrow, we're going to talk to the children of God for life. Has your Tylenol, your Midol, your Tom's... Were they used? Uh, did they use aborted fetal tissues in the development of those? That's kind of going around the internet. We're going to have that conversation with Children of God for Life tomorrow, and uh, we'll get the latest and greatest information from them. The Trisanklas are going to be on our program, so praise be to God. Tune in for that. We'll see you then. Otherwise, we'll see you next hour. God love you. God bless you. And don't forget, we're live on Rumble now, too. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you.
Your Odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. If you had the chance to sit down for 10 minutes with the world's greatest teacher, would you take it? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. If you said yes, you're in luck. Go take out your Bible, and you can spend 10 minutes or even more with the Spirit of the Living God. Who is a better teacher or greater expert than the Holy Spirit? In his rule, St. Benedict sends us to the Bible every day, and it's free. Second Timothy tells us all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for refutation, for correction, and for training in righteousness. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? For your free copy of the Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? You could win a 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 and help drive home the word of God. The GRN is raffling off this night black compact SUV with the luxury and performance you expect from Mercedes-Benz to support the mission of Catholic Radio. This car could be yours for only $25. Buy four tickets, you get one free. The 2022 GRN car raffle ends February 21st, so get your tickets today at grnonline.com raffle. to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Wednesday, February the 16th, 2022. Uh, we had a great conversation with Tiffany Meyer about China, all things China. Uh, she is the host of China in Focus. We'll be posting that conversation at some point on our social feed, so look forward to that. But I, I'm excited to tell you that for the first time in the history of mankind, I mean, it's that monumental. And the first time in the history of the known universe, we are uh, live streaming on Rumble today. Praise be to God. So if you, uh, if you like Rumble, if that's your platform of choice, well, guess what? We are now on Rumble live streaming. We've been posting content there, but we've never live streamed there. Today we've had live streaming to it. So, and uh, we have a lot of people hanging out with us there this morning. So praise be to God. Good morning to you. But uh, so all across the Guadalupe Radio Network, we're also on uh, many social platforms as well. All of that is linked up on our website. But of course, you know, I've been pe- beating this thing like it's a dead horse, right? Where does that come from, by the way? Where, where at what point horse? do people beat dead horses? Good morning, I, I think, Carlos. Good morning, Joe. I think it has something to do with horse racing. Like, and the horse dies, and then you beat it. Yeah, because you want to win. You're like, so you, get up. You're okay. So the horse is simply tired. Maybe it's not physically dead. It could be dying. 
and you're still like you're pushing and it too you're hard. Still beating I think the horse. like if you push a horse too hard, uh-huh. it'll like uh-huh. have a heart attack or something. Yeah. Oh, I, I I remember Secretariat. Did you ever watch the documentary? Uh, what's the one? <sighs> Secretariat. Come back to me. The Secretariat. It was a good <laughs> film, by the way. I enjoyed it quite a bit. One I, day, see, little girl. Rabbit holes or horse True holes grit. in this case. True, True grit. grit. I the That's new right. one or the old one? The old one. The John Wayne version. Yes. The writing in the new... What, what are we doing? We're having the after show and it's too early. Sorry, sorry. Okay, we're going to have to pause. A we're, horse dies We'll come back in, there, in the after show. The <laughs> second half of this hour, dear listener, is when we talk about such random things. Join us on stream. We, we talk live. about food, movies. Uh, we talk about cars, theology. Literally anything is on the table. You get to drive that conversation when you join us for the second half of this hour on our live video streams, which now includes Rumble. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. Is it good to be here? It is good to be here. Despite of it all? Despite the fact that Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. Roman playwright Plautius in 195 BC Uh, would wrote about beating dead horses, Did and he? that became an analogy ever since. So he's the he's the culprit behind the the phrase beating a dead horse. Yep, and he was. Uh, <laughs> and referring, why would he beat a dead horse? Again? It was a, it was for a play. It was making a joke. It was he was making fun of he was making fun of uh, politicians. Ah, yeah. Well, they, there I, you go. I might like the phrase from now on. There I don't go. know. We'll You're very welcome. But the whole point of bringing up the beating the dead horse thing was that to get your car <laughs> raffle tickets in. Speaking of cars. How do we make it around? I know. Like, bringing it back full circle is how we serve you today, dear listener. So get your car raffle ticket. It's a uh, GLA 250 in night black. It's a Mercedes. And you might be driving this in less than uh, a week or two. I, what's the actual date? we got to look that up. It's at the end of February, which is fast approaching. And uh, so get your car raffle tickets while you can. 25 bucks a piece, or you get five for $100, which is a great deal because you get an extra one for free. But go to our website for the details, or better yet, call your local GRN station manager and ask them how you might get your tickets and sell a few on uh, uh, as a way of supporting your local GRN station. Go to grnonline.com for the details. That's grnonline.com. And praise be to God, we are going to have a great hour this hour. As I said, the first half hour, we are going to play our game, Fear and Trembling, coming up at 15 past. We will also have a good news story for you. We will also have a saint of the day, plus the gospel of the day, some reflection, praise be to Jesus. And then in the second half, we will do our after show where we hang out with you, conversate directly with you about whatever you want to talk about. And uh, based on all the China bots that were on the video stream today, we might have a lot to discuss, praise be to God. So let's dive in. Let's pray for the conversion of sinners around the world and, uh, and pray for your intentions too, dear listener. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm Rudy Carlos, and now your good news story for the day. The Blaze Report's girl, Six, who has been missing for more than two years, is found alive hidden in a makeshift room under a staircase. Police said a six-year-old girl who was allegedly abducted in 2019 was found on Monday night, hidden in a small, cold, and wet space under a staircase in her grandfather's home in Saugerties, New York. 
Police said that Paisley Schultes was four years old when she was reported missing more than two years ago and was believed to have been abducted by her non-custodial parents, Kimberly Cooper and Kirk Schultes Jr. After receiving information indicating that Paisley was being hidden in a home in Fawn Road, police obtained a search warrant. With that, Saugerties police detectives and numerous other agencies executed the warrant. Police said the homeowner, Kirk Schultes Sr., who is Paisley's grandfather, denied any knowledge of the child's whereabouts and told officers he hadn't seen her since she was reported missing in 2019. But during the search, Saugerties detective Eric Thiele's noticed something about the staircase leading to the back of the residence into the basement of the house that caught his attention. Thiele thought the construction of the steps was odd and something was out of place, adding that he saw what he believed was a blanket from the cracks in the wooden steps. Detectives then removed several steps, and that's when detectives saw a pair of tiny feet. After removing several more steps, the child and her abductor were discovered from within. Paisley and Cooper were found in a makeshift room under a closed staircase leading to the basement of the residence. Police Chief Joseph Sinagara said that Paisley was quiet during the four-hour search of the house. Police added that she was taken to police headquarters where she was met by paramedics, examined and released in good health. According to Sinagara, Paisley was well taken care of and in good health. The only problem was that she hadn't attended school and they weren't educating her at the house. Paisley was also reunited with her legal guardian and her older sister at an undisclosed location. Cooper was charged with custodial interference and endangering the welfare of a child, both misdemeanors, adding that she also had an active warrant issued through Ulster County Family Court. Cooper was arraigned in Saugerties Town Court and sent to Ulster County Jail on the warrant, and she's being held in lieu of $50,000 in bail. Paisley's father, Kirk Schultes Jr., and her grandfather, Kirk Schultes Sr., were both charged with felony custodial interference along with misdemeanors for endangering the welfare of a child. They were arraigned in Saugerties Town Court and released with appearance tickets for a later date. And that's really good news. God love you. The saint of the day is St. Elias and Companions. During Maximus's persecution, a number of Christians were condemned for life to slavery in the copper mines of Roman Cilicia. Elias and his companions visited them to provide comfort, but upon their return to Egypt in 309, they were stopped at the gates of Caesarea, Palestine, and questioned. Upon confessing the reason for their journey, they were arrested. The following day, they, along with Pamphilius, who was also caught in the persecutions, were brought before the provincial governor for Vermilion. Accused of being Christians, they were racked and interrogated. Elias and his friends identified themselves by their baptismal names and their country as Jerusalem, a reference to the Christians' heavenly Jerusalem. The actual city of Jerusalem had been sacked by Titus and later rebuilt as Aelia Capitola, Capitolina. Familian had, their, had them further tortured to discover the location of their true country. And at last, tired with tormenting them, you know, it gets kind of exhausting torturing people, uh, condemned them to be beheaded. When Porphyry, a servant of Pamphilius, demanded that the bodies be buried, he was tortured and then buried to, and then burned to death when it was found that he, in fact, was also a Christian. St. Celestius witnessed his death and was overheard applauding Porphyrius's constancy in the face of this terrible death. Whereupon he was arrested by a soldier and involved in the execution and brought before the governor. And then guess what? He was beheaded at Vermilion's order. Vermilion really likes to behead people. The historian Eusebius was in Caesarea and gave a vivid account of their martyrdom by torture and beheading. I won't suffer you Eusebius's commentary, as it's quite gruesome. 
They died in 309 AD. St. Elias and Companions, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. When Jesus and his disciples arrived at Bethsaida, people brought to him a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. Putting spittle on his eyes, he laid his hands on the man and asked, Do you see anything? Looking up at the man, the man replied, I see people looking like trees and walking. Then he laid hands on the man's eyes a second time, and he saw clearly. His sight was restored, and he could see everything distinctly. Then he sent him home and said, Do not even go into the village. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, St. Jerome would say, The restoration of the blind man signifies our gradual increase in wisdom from the darkness of ignorance to the light of truth. Christ's spittle is the perfect doctrine that proceeds from his mouth. It enhances our vision and brings us progressively to the knowledge of God. Close quote, St. Jerome, pray for us. Uh, the pseudo-Jerome, which is writings that were uh, attributed to him but probably weren't written by him, says, He sent him to his home, that is, to his heart that he might see in himself things which he had not seen before. For a man despairing of salvation does not think that he can do at all what, when enlightened, he can easily accomplish. Close quote. Pseudo Jerome. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, one thing, so a number of things, but one thing that I thought was kind of weird, uh, Cornelius Lapide randomly goes on this sidetrack, and I thought it would be funny to read it to you. He says that this is related to St. Gregory Thamotargus, that in the, that, that in the Dicetian, not the Dicletian, <laughs> Dicetian uh, persecution, he fled with his deacon to a certain hill. A certain traitor made known where they were to the persecutors who carefully searched the whole hill to discover Gregory. With strong faith in God, he stood in prayer with eyes immovable and hands stretched out, but God smote the persecutioners with the inability to see. They returned and reported that they had seen nothing on the hill except two trees a little distant from one another. When they had gone away, the traitor himself went up the hill and saw two men, Gregory and his deacon, instead of the trees. He acknowledged that it was the work of the divine power that they had appeared to the persecutioners to be trees, and he fell down at their feet and from a traitor became a confessor of the faith. Now, the connection here is just the fact that they saw trees, uh, whereas the man here, whenever our Lord is healing him, he first says that he sees trees that appear to be uh, walking as as men. And uh, other than that, he kind of just goes on the sidetrack. He was, I guess, this is just a cool story to tell. Uh, tropologically speaking, Cornelius Lapide says that sinners are gradually illuminated by God and that they ought correspondingly to make gradual and an increase in the knowledge and worship of God. What does this mean for us? This means that we should keep growing in our love of God and we have to keep growing in our knowledge of God because how can we love something that we do not know? Can you say you love your spouse or you love your children or you love your parents if you do not know them? Can you love anyone that you do not know? I guess in a ab abstract way, you can say, oh, I love all of mankind. I love all people. But 
you don't actually have a relationship with someone unless you actually know them. So how can we grow in our relationship with Christ? How can we grow in our relationship with God? How can we grow in love and worship of God if we do not know him? And if we do not know his family, we do not know his mother, we do not know his saints, we have to learn about the faith. We have to learn about the things that our Lord established, namely the church. And so let us grow in knowledge every day and knowledge of the faith and knowledge of the church and knowledge of Christ and knowledge of his beloved and most gracious and wonderful mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, I think that's the thing to take away today. Let's grow in knowledge so way we may love and worship God in a more fitting and a more perfect way. Amen. Praise be to God. The applicants also said, or else after he has healed him, he sends him to his home. For the home of every one of us is heaven and the mansions which are there. Amen. Praise be to God. It's time to play our game, Fear and Trembling, but we are very grateful to verboom.com forward slash GRN for their underwriting of our gospel reflection. Praise be to God. That's verboom with the V, V-E-R-B-U-M, verboom.com forward slash GRN. Thank you. We're grateful. All right. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back and play Fear and Trembling, the Catholic trivia game show where prizes are involved and it's a lot of fun. What we need is a phone call, though, a contestant on the line to play the game with us. It's fun. You don't need to know answers to win. And now we encourage you, if you've never played, why not call right now? 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. That's 877 877- 757-9424. We'll be right back. Fear and Trembling is up next. Blessed John Paul II once said, As the family goes, so goes the nation, and so goes the whole world in which we live. How easy it is to point fingers and place blame for the mess in which our society has found itself. But stop just for a minute and ask, What have I done to make it better? Is my family doing anything to improve the world? Possibly the most effective thing a family can do for society is pray together regularly. Pray for our president every single day. Pray for all our government leaders, our bishops and priests, our teachers, our military, our business owners. Create a list of family petitions. If the teenager puts an anonymous prayer request on the list, let it be anonymous. Prayer is our greatest weapon to change the nation and the world. Remember what Father Patrick Payton said, the family that prays together stays together. This has been a minute for your marriage and family with Balanced Families Ministries. So many of us carry such heavy burdens. She's having a relationship with George. It's disgusting. It's dis- Deep within, we struggle because sin separates us from God. But thanks to the grace of confession, God compassionately listens, forgives, and sets us free. So if it's been a while since you've been to confession or mass, come home and experience a fresh start. Visit catholicscomehome.org. Having trouble with your car radio? No worries. The Guadalupe Radio Network has just released our new version of our app. With the app, you can get a crystal clear connection of your local station no matter where you are. You can also listen to podcasts of past shows and find more ways to connect with us. Getting the new app is easy. Just search the App Store on your phone for the Guadalupe Radio Network and either download it or if you already have it, choose the update option. Happy listening. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) 
the Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So uh, do me a favor and don't tell anybody about my secrets or my agendas. All right. So if you'll do that, I will share them with you. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments and the questions where you might learn something you did not know before. It's a good deal. Praise be to God. And number two, we like to have a laugh. We like to have fun. Our callers are the best. They're great sports. They laugh with us, and we enjoy that quite a bit. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which makes it a winner for everybody involved. So if you're new here, here is the deal. I have three Catholic trivia questions before me, but I do not ask the caller these questions. So they don't need to know the correct answers, and they could still win the game. And that's because instead of asking them, I ask Rudy and I ask Adrian, one of which will be correct, the other will be incorrect, and then the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust, Rudy or Adrian? And then every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Praise God. Our game show sponsor this week is Goldberry Scriptorium, who is generously sponsoring us with the Marian Antiphons print set. Your house is going to sound like a beautiful monastery once you learn the beautiful Marian ballads from this print set. Frame them, gift them, or, you know, learn them to honor Our Lady. Katie McGinley designs beautiful devotional aids available both in print and digitally on her Etsy page. Please show her some support and check out her wares at the Goldberry Scriptorium. She also does custom orders. Her website is goldberryscriptorium.etsy.com or follow her on Instagram at goldberryscriptorium. Thank you very much, Goldberry Scriptorium. We're grateful for your sponsorship of our prize this week. Before I jumped on the phones, I want to issue a mea culpa to Billy, who was our contestant yesterday. For some reason, I called him Philly like a dozen times. The reason was I misheard. <laughs> our phone our phone is very faint. I can't so, hear. <laughs> mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. I'm so sorry, Billy, sorry, uh, Billy. from Plano. God love you, my friend, for being so, so tolerant and generous of me saying your name incorrect. But uh, we're very grateful you played it nonetheless. Let's go to the phones. Sylvia, good morning to you. Good morning. Praise be to God, Sylvia. It's good to hear from you. Where are you calling from? San Antonio, Texas. Wonderful town, by the way. San Antonio. It's not just wonderful because I grew up there and went to Judson High School. Uh, it's got other reasons for being wonderful. Um, where do you go to church? Blessed Sacrament. Praise be to God, Sylvia. We're very grateful you're on. Now, are you familiar with the rules? Do you know how the game is played? I do. I've okay. been listening. Wow. Praise God. So then have you figured out Adrian and Rudy's tell? Do you know how to like tell whether or not they're... They're throwing you curveballs or not? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I think I do. Okay. You want to share them with me? Just us? Just me and you? I mean, you want to share them with me? What do you think? What do you, what do you, Rudy, let's just go with Rudy. What do you think? When do you think Rudy's throwing you a curveball? Um, uh, he sounds overly confident. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Whew. All right, Sylvia. Praise be to God. We're going to play. Are you ready? I am ready. Well, let's test out your theory there. Rudy, we will start with you, as is our custom, our tradition on the show. Rudy, are you ready? I am ready. 
Are you sure? I am, sir. Are you sure? Yes. You sound confident. I'm very confident. Rudy, can you tell me who is the patron saint of prisoners? Uh, well, I'm not so sure about this one. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, St. Peter. You know, St. Peter in chains. Didn't he? He went to jail. He went to jail, yeah. A couple times. He I was think. a prisoner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He had okay. a prison tat. I see. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> <laughs> it's apocrypha. I, I, I made it up. I hope so. <laughs> Source, I made it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, St. Peter's your answer. Yes. Sir. Hmm, okay. Let, speaking of prisoners, Adrian, can you tell me? No. Okay. <laughs> Not capable. Not capable at this time, huh? Impossible. You don't sound so confident this no, time. I'm man. sorry. Adrian, can you tell me who is the patron saint? Of prisoners. Ah, the patron saint of prisoners. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. You, oh, you want me to tell you the yeah, answer? Yeah, I, I thought you were asking if I knew the answer. Ideally, okay. yes. 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 Oh, yeah, that would be Saint Dismas. Saint Dismas. Yes. Huh, interesting. As in he's dismissed from jail? As in he's <laughs> the one that was on the cross next to Christ. Ooh. Oh, gotcha. I see. So, this is a tough one there, Sylvia. The question is, who is the patron saint of prisoners? Adrian says it's Saint Dismas, but Rudy says it's Saint Peter. Hmm. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Sylvia, what say you? Oh, that is hard. I'm going to go with Adrian. On purpose? <laughs> <laughs> Survey says, of course. Got it. Yes. Easy. Amen. Well done. Praise be to God. You got it right. You're in the cup, and I'm going to say that's probably the hardest one today. Uh, I don't know. You don't the know? last one is pretty hard. Is it? <laughs> it is pretty hard. Okay. I don't know. Well, I'm on your side here, Sylvia. You and I are in him. this together against these other two, so let's see if we can't get you through all of this. We're going to go with Adrian for this next question. That's a scary thought. Adrian? Yes. You should know this one. I should? You should, since, especially since you're picking the questions. Hey, Adrian, what? can you tell me... <laughs> Is, no it, told me this. is it permissible for good Catholics uh -huh. to follow the principle, the ends right. justify the means? Okay. Is it permissible for a good Catholic right. okay, to follow mm -hmm. the principle, yes. the end justifies the means? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with no. Oh, so we can't live by ends justify the means? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's seems, just, seems wrong. Let's see what we get from Rudy here. Hey, Rudy. Can, hey, Joe. Can you tell me, is it permissible for a good Catholic, uh, a practicing Catholic, a faithful Catholic, to follow the principle, the ends justify the means? Of course you can. You know, you could just tell a white lie every now and then. Really? And, uh, yeah, you just don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, so you okay. say, ah, oh, no, okay. it's fine. Uh -huh. Okay. Of course. Huh. So you, you believe it's okay then? Oh, yeah. Do it all the time. Uh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Now I know. Are you doing it right now? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> now I have no confidence. <laughs> all right, Sylvia, here is the deal. The question is, is it permissible for Catholics to follow the ends justify the means principle? Uh, Rudy says yes, and Adrian says no. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Sylvia, what say you? I'm going to have to go with Adrian again. You just have to? You have like, to. you have no choice in this matter? <laughs> Survey says, of course you do. It's just, you know, it's not that he's not, it's not that he's you not right. to go. It's that we should be careful how we express no. his mm. rightness, right? <laughs> well, she got it right. She got it right. You, she like, has to. 
She has no choice. Maybe a better way would be saying, like, okay, I guess. The power of Christ compels her. Adrian's right. Does the end justify the means? I don't know if it does. I don't know. Well, well done. A lot of Catholics fall for that one, I say. They they try to live by ends justify the means. Mm -hmm. We can't do that, praise be to God. All right, so you're in for two. You could win big time. I think we're going to go for three here. Uh I think you're going to get a perfect score today, Sylvia. How do you say? You say that every time. This is easily the hardest question we've ever had. Or the hardest, the hardest question we ever had. I'm going to say easily this is, of all the, the hard easiest. questions, this is the easiest of all the hard questions. How about that? This is the hardest of the hardest. No. Hardest no. of the hardest, hardest. Don't believe him, Sylvia. If I say the word hardest enough. Be confident, Sylvia. Have faith, Sylvia. Are, are you ready to go, Sylvia? Are you over. ready? We're going to go back to Rudy. We're going to go back to Rudy. Hey, Rudy. Hey, Joe. Can you tell me, what color is the Beretta that a cardinal wears? Beretta? Are you talking about a, a gun or his hat? Because his hat, hat is red. Beretta. Who buys Berettas anymore? Good grief. Glock is the Boomers? new Beretta. Boomers. <laughs> Beretta's the hat. It's yeah. a hat. It's yeah, a, hat. a hat. A liturgical headpiece. If he's yeah, if he's a bishop, it's red. Oh, sorry, a cardinal. So cardinal it's is red. gonna be red because he's a cardinal, you're yes. saying. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Adrian. Yes. Can you tell me? Maybe. <laughs> what why are you laughing? What color? Uh-huh. Is the Beretta that yes. a cardinal wears? Well, I saw a cardinal the other day. You did? Oh, not in person. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like a bird? Okay. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So not, no, actually, I did. No, back on track. Okay. <laughs> I saw a cardinal the other day. You did? And I got to say. You did? Okay. He was wearing mm-hmm. a rainbow colored Beretta. Was so, he? He was not. That, so <laughs> I'm going to go. Oh. I'm going to go with rainbow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. All right, we're professionals, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm, I am a serious person. <laughs> Sylvia, here's the deal. Uh, the color is the color of cardinals. That's what we're asking about. Uh, a cardinal wears a beretta. Uh, it's a certain color. The question is, what color is it? Adrian somehow thinks it's a uh, a rainbow. And, uh, it's the covenant. Rudy somehow thinks it's red. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Who's just being silly? Sylvia, what say you? I'm going to confidently go with Rudy. Wow. So wise. <laughs> wise choice. <laughs> Rainbow. Good grief. See what we have to deal with here? Uh, but every time, Sylvia, you say, I got to go with Adrian, you've built the monster. You get what you deserve, I'd say. You, you did it. Praise be to God. Perfect score today, Sylvia. Congratulations. Hey, thanks for being fun and laughing with us. We, we really like that. Thank you. It was fun. God love you. You'll have to tune in Friday to see if it's God's holy will that you should win. Uh, Praise be to God. But we really enjoyed hanging out with you. We're going to put you on hold so we get your phone number. And uh, that is going to do it for the radio side of our show. Thanks for laughing with us. You know, all the serious stuff that we cover on our program, it's also great to laugh and, and cut up and have a good time, too. Which is why in the after show... It can be as diverse, as fun, or as serious as you make it because you drive that conversation with your comments. And now we are live on Rumble. We are live on Odyssey. We are live on Facebook. We are live on Twitter. We are live on LinkedIn. And all of it is linked on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash.
slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Wednesday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. God, Father, praise and glory Thy children bring to Thee Thy grace and peace to mankind Shall now forever be O most holy Trinity Undivided unity Holy God Mighty God, God immortal, be adored. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to, to Almighty God, God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, let us pray. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. reading from the letter of St. James. Know this, my dear brothers and sisters, everyone should be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for anger does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Therefore put away all filth and evil excess, and humbly welcome the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deluding yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, 
He is like a man who looks at his own face in a mirror. He sees himself, then goes off and promptly forgets what he looked like. But the one who peers into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres is not a hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. Such a one shall be blessed in what he does. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, his religion is vain. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Who shall live on your holy mountain, O Lord? Who shall live on your holy mountain, O Lord? He who walks blamelessly and does justice, who thinks the truth in his heart and slanders not with his tongue. Who shall live on your holy mountain, O Lord? Who harms not his fellow man, nor takes up a reproach against his neighbor, by whom the reprobate is despised, while he honors those who fear the Lord. Who shall live on your holy mountain, O Lord? Who lends not his money at usury, and accepts no bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be disturbed. Who shall live on your holy mountain, O Lord? Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ enlighten the eyes of our hearts, that we may know what is the hope that belongs to his call. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus and his disciples arrived at Bethsaida, people brought to him a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. Putting spittle on his eyes, he laid his hands on the man and asked, Do you see anything? Looking up, the man replied, I see people looking like trees and walking. Then he laid his hands on the man's eyes a second time, and he saw clearly. His sight was restored, and he could see everything distinctly. Then he sent him home and said, Do not even go into the village. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. For many years, I used to go every year to a Cistercian monastery for a retreat, and I encountered these elderly, sweet-spirited monks. I don't know if you've ever met the kind. They had this wonderful, gentle, lively, compassionate, and light-hearted sense of humor. And I think the reason why they had this beautiful sense of humor, and this is the fruit of community living, is you start to see yourself as a blind man who is incrementally on a journey of healing. 
And the fruit of that understanding is humor. Because the truth is that if there's anybody who you can be absolutely undiluted, who is diluted, is yourself. You, you can, one, one thing that is completely and totally true is that there is still a part of you that is diluted, that thinks it is somewhere that it is not. And I, I refer to the first reading who says, if anyone thinks he is religious but does not bridle his tongue but deceives in his heart, his religion is vain, he is deluded. And the truth is that because we are, on one hand, given grace in our baptism, but on the other hand, we are always fighting a lower nature that does not want to be healed. We are, and this is the reason why Jesus didn't heal him all in one shot. It's because he didn't want to be. Um, he didn't want, to, it, people get very, very comfortable in their brokenness. And they would train everybody around them marvelously to, to tiptoe, to avoid, to, to, you know, don't step there, don't, uh, you know, don't, ask me to change. And ultimately, Jesus is the one who, and even if he has to do it over time, to incrementally heal us over a lifetime. And this is the same, very similar in the community of marriage and, and, and raising children, that you realize there's certain faults your spouse is not going to get rid of until purgatory. It's an interesting day when you realize that. It's a, when you start to realize that, that this is a lifelong way of loving someone that has a very difficult time wanting to change and wanting to be healed. The healing for, for most of us is exactly that, that we want totally to become like Jesus Christ, you know? And it's not, it's, the thing is like our, our freedom our, is, is, is a tricky thing because Jesus, God chose us, as St. Augustine said, to create us without us but he chooses to redeem us with our participation. And there's a part of, of humanity that is in the process of still being redeemed, and that's the desire to want to be whole and to want to be holy. And that is the biggest thing. And so for our a wonderful way of penance is gifting to God that part of you that you discover does not want to find salvation. And the way, and don't expect to do it all at once. Um, it's not fair to expect that of yourself, very much like a very good trainer in the gym. You would never go into a gym and expect somebody who's benching, uh, you know, 180 to bench 220. It's not fair. It's unwise. It would cause them to injury. They'd become discouraged and they'd never come back to the gym again and they wouldn't be able to, to lift very well. Instead, you choose to give them a weight that they can do that's a little bit further than they were prepared to go and to give them the encouragement to be where they need to be. And that's very, very much like Jesus healing us incrementally. He gives us what we can, barely what we can handle to try to spur us on to something greater. And if you, you look over the course of the year, and this is a very good advice for spiritual direction with, with someone who is struggling to uh, free themselves of vices. Instead of Sometimes people don't heal of vices immediately, and you have to say, if they get discouraged, and they will get discouraged often, you have to say, let me ask you this, a year ago, where were you? And most certainly, most of the time, they will say, well, I was so much worse. 
and say, well, are you, are you falling into such and such a, a problem as much? No, not, not anywhere near where I was a year ago. Well, you have to take that as progress, even though it's not where you want to be, it's a lot further than you were before. And remember that it is a marathon, not a sprint, and that Jesus changes us in as much as we allow him. A secret to changing faster, of course, is uh, giving all these things to our Blessed Mother Mary. Mary is, anytime a person is not ready to do, it's not about knowing, it's, it's, it's about doing. And any time a person is not ready to do yet, Jesus always hands him off to his mother. He will always say, if you go to Jesus and say, well, I've got such and such a problem, I know that I really should do it, but I just can't want it. I don't know how to desire it. He will always say, behold your mother. Mary's the one who would pray for you and try to obtain that grace of ultimate final conversion. Let us bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church that it may shine forth in the holiness of Jesus Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our Holy Father, O bishops and priests, that they may serve the Lord with single-hearted devotion at his altar. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our government leaders, for an end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the sick, the suffering, the poor, and that we may not fail to recognize Jesus and his difficult disguise. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for all of our beloved dead, that they may enter the Father's eternal glory. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Eternal and blessed Father, we ask you to hear us, for make these and all our petitions in the holy name of Jesus Christ, and through the powerful intercession of our Mother Mary's, we pray together. Hail, Hail Mary, Mary, full of grace, grace the Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, and blessed, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Praise my soul, the King of heaven. To his feet thy tribute bring. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven, Evermore his praises sing. Alleluia, alleluia, praise the everlasting King. Praise him for his grace and favor to his people in distress. Praise him still the same as ever, slow to chide and swift to bless. Alleluia, alleluia, glorious in his faithfulness. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May this oblation, O Lord, we pray, cleanse and renew us, and may it become for those who do your will the source of eternal reward through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father most holy, 
through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your word to whom you made all things, whom you sent as our Savior and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin. Fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people, he stretched out his hands as he endured his passion, so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. And so with all the angels and saints, we declare your glory, as with one voice we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Uncelli et Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna, you are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these men mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, 
and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis our Pope, Michael our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you summon before you in your compassion, O merciful Father. Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Remember your servants, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that they who are united with your Son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection, when from the earth he will raise up in the flesh those who have died and transform our lowly body after the pattern of his own glorious body. To our departed brothers and sisters too, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, when you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. For seeing you, our God as you are, we shall be like you for all the ages, and praise you without end, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Grow him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Recepti salutar hibus moniti et divini institutioni formati. Audehemus dicere. Pater noster, qui es in celis. Sanctifice tuur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus, Debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed liberanos amahalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, and by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant your peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other this sign of peace. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, Dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. 
Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Communion Antiphon God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that all who believe in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. O thou who at thy Eucharist did pray, that all thy church might be forever one. Grant us at every Eucharist to say, With longing heart and soul thy will be done. Oh, may we all one bread, one body be. Through this blessed sacrament of unity, we pray thee to for wanders from thy fold. Oh, bring them back, good shepherd of the sheep, back to the faith which saints believed of old, back to the church which still that faith doth keep. Soon may we all one bread, one body be. Through this blessed sacrament of unity. So, Lord, at length when sacraments shall cease, May we be one with all thy church above, one with thy saints in one unbroken peace, one with thy saints in one unbounded love, more blessed still in peace and love to be, one with the Trinity in unity. Let us pray. Hanging thing upon these heavenly delights, we pray, O Lord, that we may always long for that food by which we truly live through Christ our Lord. 
Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordiae, Vita Dulcedo, Espes Nostra Salve, A Te clamamus, Exules Filii Heve, A Te Suspiramus, Gementes et Flentes, in hoc lacrimarum vale. Eha hergo, advocata. The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Spreading the splendor of truth. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Is a